Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and today we gotta talk about newborn babies because their DNA screenings are becoming a privacy risk, especially for the future. Now here's what's going on. This is coming from Crystal Grant of the ACLU, and I thought this was really interesting, and I think it's a must read, because quite frankly, I've written on this personally as to why I won't spit in a tube and send my DNA over to 23andMe or Heritage or you know any one of the others, because Lord knows I want to, but the privacy risks are too great. But this opens up an angle of DNA screening that I really hadn't considered before because, well, I really didn't know what was going on. And so this is an interesting one. And here's what's going on. And thank you, Crystal Grant, for bringing this to my attention of the ACLU. This is, this is really good. Newborn screening programs, obviously, as we develop new technologies, are very vital uh, to public health. And they've been implemented in the United States and also around the world. And about one-third of babies born right now are going are undergoing some kind of screening when they're new. Now, as part of this program in the United States, almost every baby born has their blood drawn almost immediately after birth, and then that blood is tested for a panel, obviously, of potentially life-threatening inherited disorders. If I've got some rare disease, I definitely want to know if my newborn kid possibly has that inherited disease as well. So current newborn screening programs obviously are invaluable for these reasons, both in lowering medical costs through early detection and intervention and also decreasing the toll on human suffering that comes from late diagnosis, meaning if we can catch it quickly, we can treat it or, you know, whatever it is. But here's the thing, and I think this is an important part from this article. Unfortunately, innovation in this field is rapidly outpacing the law, which I've talked about numerous times, technology far outseeds the law, especially when it comes to privacy, and that's leaving families vulnerable to invasions of their privacy. So in October of 2022, a global consortium of scientists and other newborn DNA sequencing researchers convened to discuss the possibility for future care, that every baby born in the United States could have their full genome sequenced as an addition to just the standard screenings that we're getting already, meaning your entire DNA is typed. This means that doctors would have to record all of the baby's DNA in addition to drawing their blood and testing for specific known inherited disorders that can cause serious health problems at birth. The data derived from these blood samples now uh, is fairly limited and only relevant to the health of the child at birth. This includes uh, data on things like date, location, time of birth, uh, mother's name and address, the disorder being screened for, and a value indicating uh, whether the baby is likely to have a hereditary disorder. Uh, and there you go. Now, here's where it gets bonkers, though. And this is something that I did not know until I read this. And again, Crystal Grant, thank you. Because it doesn't take a lot of imagination, obviously, to figure out how full genome sequencing could be abused. Last year, public, a public records lawsuit in New Jersey revealed a, a very, very worrying trend that police were subpoenaing newborn blood samples to implicate a child's relative in a crime, meaning, oh, you suspect whatever, and you just found out that, you know, like, oh, the suspect's sister just had a kid. Well, let's go get the DNA from that kid and put that suspect in the family. Because of a lack of regulation surrounding DNA privacy, something I have written about as well, and one of the reasons why I will not spit in that tube and send it in, the police in some states have been able to access these samples and and and, and basically create insanely detailed genetic profiles, uh, and they are using these profiles in criminal investigations. Investigations. That's crazy. Now, these samples, which are intended only to protect the babies from life-threatening diseases, 
are now being used by law enforcement to gather highly personalized, highly personal um, and detailed genetic information and to generate family trees that could go back generations because you've got the DNA profile in uh, in your hands. And so you can upload it to databases like, you know, 23andMe, GED Match, et cetera, et cetera. That's how they found the Golden State Killer. They ran the Golden State Killer's DNA through GED match, found like a cousin or something like that, and were able to positively identify this person. And while nobody is saying like, oh, yeah, no, we shouldn't be finding the serial killers of the world, we have to protect our privacy. Now, on top of this, police departments' systematic mistreatment and, uh, you know, of marginalized Americans could also basically put them in greater danger with their genetic information being used against them or being compelled to be taken from them. Now, there is a practice... It's a subject of a lawsuit in Orange County, California, where basically the police have been compelling genetic samples from people in exchange for dropping minor charges. And this is part of a quote unquote spit and acquit program, like meaning, oh, like we caught you, I don't know, jaywalking, you know, you know, shoplifting or something like that. You give us your DNA and we'll drop the charges because now they've got you on future stuff. You know, that, that's absolutely insane. Now, on top of this, police across the country have already constructed their own unregulated genetic, unregulated genetic database or databases and have accessed medical samples of relatives. In one case, using the cells derived from a woman who had undergone a routine pap smear, all in the name of acquiring more detailed genetic data of people that are, uh, you know, sometimes not even accused of a crime. Now, if states expand their screenings to include the genomic sequencing of newborns without legal protections in place to prevent law enforcement to access this data, it's going to get abused. And I mean, and that's something that I think we really need to understand. And widespread adoption of genome sequencing would allow police not only to continue their current process of acquiring highly sensitive genetic information as part of their investigations, <clears throat> but they could also streamline it. This is what we're talking about. It's also the reason why I'm not a trusted traveler, you know, in TSA, and I travel a lot. I, the government doesn't have my fingerprints. I'm not going to give more information that is inherently and uniquely mine. DNA is uniquely mine. I'm the only person with my genetic sequence in the entire world. And why I may have cousins or siblings or, you know, pa obviously parents, we all have parents, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I may have relations to them. What makes me uniquely me is simply me. And I think that is something that is so unbelievably important. And Crystal Grant of the ACLU makes another excellent point with this, and I quote directly, though I've been paraphrasing through this entire thing, quote, Without ironclad protections, a database containing genetic sequences of every baby born in a state will become a one-stop shop for police. This poses a tremendous cost to public health. If parents are concerned about the privacy of their child's genetic data, they may hesitate to participate in screening programs or opt out entirely putting their babies at risk, end quote. Meaning I know that if I have a kid and that kid's genetic sequence is basically in a database in my state or in a national database, every time there's a crime, my child's DNA is going to be run against basically every criminal out there. That's crazy. You know, and you might think, well, Nick, I don't have any criminals in my family. Okay, one, not that you know of, but but the point is, is that we're all in this together these are the things that make us uniquely ours. We should not be giving this to a state, a government, to, to anybody without our express consent. The laws have not caught up. And Crystal goes on. This article that she wrote is much longer than what I'm just paraphrasing and, and, and riffing off of here to talk about the laws and how we can change this in the lawmakers. I highly recommend that you go read this on the ACL's, ACLU's website. But when I went looking for privacy news, this one was shocking to me. And if you've recently had a kid, understand that their DNA is no longer uniquely theirs. 
That is a huge thing, especially if they've been sequenced. And these are things that we legitimately need to change. And we've got some senators out there. Ron Wyden, for example, of Oregon is doing the cyber lord's work when it comes to privacy online, privacy for these kinds of things. I mean, if we have a right to privacy in the Constitution, it has to extend into the advancements of technology. There should be no exceptions for that. The police, if they need this, should be able to get a warrant signed by a judge as opposed to simply saying, oh, you know, we'll spit and acquit. So now we're building our own unregulated database where we don't need warrants to run this or we can go to GD, GED match and run my DNA for whatever reason. These are things that, that, that are just absolutely abhorrent to me and I think that this is a huge problem. So once again, go read that article. Thank you, Crystal Grant of the ACLU. And I guess you, you can't say you haven't been told. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.